Hello, welcome to another episode of D-List of the Podcast. I'm Michael Kay. And I'm Allison. And we have a lot of crap to get through. It's a real news day. I mean, breaking news left and right. So mm-hmm. let's start with the Jesse Smollett saga. Yes. Which there's more twists than, than a, a nipple twist party. Oh, here's... Mine was a little bit more. <laughs> well, yeah, stuff. you're G-rated. I'm the... Well, mine is like PG-13. Yeah. Nipple twist party isn't even a thing. But you know you know what I meant. I'm so, sure it is somewhere. So as we all know, Jesse Smollett, he pled not guilty to 16 felony charges for allegedly yeah. faking a police report. He was charged one count for each lie on the police report. So Jesse claims he was singled out and attacked by racist gay haters who poured bleach on him, tied a rope around his neck, and screamed, this is MAGA country. Yeah, there's harrowing. No f- yeah, there's no footage of the attack. So then Chicago PD, so the first twist came when Chicago PD said that they believe that Jesse staged the attack because mm-hmm. he wanted Empire producers to pay him more, and he thought a hate crime would raise his profile. They think Jesse hired two bodybuilding brothers who were also like extras on Empire and trained Jesse. They've got a really extensive uh, resume now. They do it all. Yeah. You know, they you know, they will train you. They yeah, hate crimes be, for hire. Hate crimes for hire. They do extras and videos, I think. I mean, they really do it all. Yeah. They really are Renaissance men. So just so they believe that Jesse hired these two bodybuilding brothers to fake attack him. Mm-hmm. And I think like the bodybuilding brothers are working with the police. Yeah, they're like cooperating. Yeah. So today, all 16 charges were dropped by the state's attorney's office of Cook County in Illinois. Jesse was facing 64 years in prison if he was convicted of all charges and the judge gave him the max. 64, sadly, five years too short of a really great sentence. I know. 69. That That's something to brag about. It is. So Kim Fox, the state's attorney, said in a statement that after reviewing all the facts and circumstances of the case, including Mr. Smollett's volunteer service in the community, an agreement to forfeit his bond to the city of Chicago, we believe this outcome is a just disposition and appropriate resolution to this case. So about that community service. So. Right. TMZ says that Jesse did two days of community service with Jesse uh, Jackson's foundation. But the thing is, like, this community service was not sanctioned by the court. It was just, like, him volunteering. Yeah, and also, it says two, when someone's like, oh, he did two days, but, like, how many hours in those days did he The TMZ he report, actually... I think, says it, but, you know, I'm lazy. I th- it's probably, like, let's say 10 hours. Yeah, it's, like, more or just than one hour, it. probably. Yeah, it's it's definitely more than one hour and it's less than 24, 24, less than 48 hours. So I guess the state's attorney believes that's, you know, that's they're even because of that. So there's they're also keeping the ten thousand dollar that he posted. I mean, I think his bail was one hundred thousand dollars. So he had to pay 10 percent of that. So Jesse and his lawyers still stand by his innocence, saying that he was the victim of a hate crime and that he's happy to have this behind him. So right. Jesse's lawyer also believes that the bodybuilding brothers need to be investigated since they admitted to attacking Jesse to the police. So the police right. should so the police should question them to know why they attacked him. So like Michael cuz I got really confused cuz I have like two brain cells 
that I'm rubbing together at That's any given time. One and a half more than I have. I was so, going to say, but I'm I'll, being, I'll do my best. Being generous. So, um, well, I don't understand. Like, here's what I don't understand. This is why I'm not a lawyer and I can barely follow along with Law and Order SVU. So the police, like Jesse, Jesse Smollett is saying that he was hate crimed and he was definitely hate crimed by those brothers. But the brother, like, but the, uh, I guess my question is here. Did yeah. a hate crime actually happen, Michael? Did a hate Just- crime happen? <laughs> Well, Jesse Smollett believes that, yes, a hate crime happened. And by what his lawyer said today, it sounds like he believes those brothers are the ones that did it. Those brothers have said that they, they didn't, I don't think they've ever said we didn't attack him. They just said we're not, you know, we're not homophobes. We're not Trump supporters. Right. But what I don't understand, though, is... I mean, maybe this is like a bigger conversation for our pod, like than our podcast can handle. But why would those two brothers hate crime Jesse? Yeah, it really doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. Like when I think of somebody wearing like MAGA hats and like carrying bleach and stuff, I don't necessarily think of those brothers. Correct me if I'm wrong. They they're Americans, but aren't they not from like Nigeria or something? Well, yeah, they were born and raised in Chicago, though. Okay, but, I mean, they're Americans. Yeah, they're Americans. Yeah, they're Americans. Yeah, it makes no sense. It just makes no sense to me. I mean, obviously, it makes no sense. But he's still being investigated for the death threat he got in the mail. So police right. also think that he sent that to himself. But because it was through the U.S. Postal Service, like, that's a different jurisdiction. Right. So he's not off the hook for that. So this gets messier because the mayor of Chicago Rahm Emanuel and the Chicago PD are pissed over the state's attorney dropping the charges. So there was a press conference and the mayor said that this is a whitewash of justice, which that's poor choice of words, but okay, weird choice of words. And the Chicago PD believe they gave prosecutors enough evidence to convict Jesse. He did this all in the name of self-promotion. And he used the laws of the hate crime legislation that all of us collectively over years have put on the books to stand up to be the values that embody what we believe in. This is a whitewash of justice. A grand jury could not have been clear. To then say not only is the cost, $10,000 doesn't come cost financially, but all the other repercussions of this decision it made to me where is the accountability in the system? You cannot have, because of a person's position, one set of rules apply to them, and another set of rules apply to everybody else. Yeah, and they, they also seem like they're, like, really embarrassed. Like, Jesse made a real rascal out of them. And, like, just that's the feeling I got, is that they felt like they didn't like the way Jesse made them look well, and it seems like they're me. very upset with the state's attorney's office as well. So yeah. they think Jesse needs to apologize to the city of Chicago for wasting their time with this hoax and that the $10,000 doesn't even begin to cover what they spent on the case. All so those man they went off. Yeah, they went off. Like, yeah. it's a mess. So Jesse was written out of the two last episodes of Empire of the season. Fox said in a statement that their gratified charges have been dropped, but they didn't say if he's staying on the show or not. Hmm. Um, I So I watched Jesse's press conference 
And I know that Jesse maintains his innocence, which... I would not be my mother's son if I was capable of one drop of what I've been accused of. This has been an incredibly difficult time, honestly one of the worst of my entire life. But I am a man of faith, and I'm a man that has knowledge of my history, and I would not bring my family, our lives, or the movement through a fire like this. I just wouldn't. I mean, it still seems so fishy. It's fishier than Friday at a restaurant. It's fishier than, what's the name of that queen that's on Drag Race right now? The Asian one? Oh, Plastic Tiara. It's yeah. fishier than Plastic Tiara. Yeah. <laughs> but I was kind of waiting, like when I was watching Jesse during the press conference, I was waiting for him to kind of pull an OJ and be like, now it's time to find the real people who did the hate crime. You know, and like OJ was always like, now it's time to find the real killer. And it's like, okay, the real killer is you, but go ahead. Like, I feel like Jesse, I was waiting for him to do something like that, where it's like, okay, Jesse. Although, I mean, if he does a press conference about those letters, we might get a line like that. Again, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. So you think that he did it? I just, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't want to believe. This is, I think I've made this same joke on a podcast before, but this is like 13-year-old me not wanting to believe the truth about Santa Claus, where I have all the facts in front of me, but I still refuse to believe it. Like, I don't want to believe that Jussie made up a hate crime. I want to believe that a hate crime happened and we need to find the perpetrators. But the evidence tells me that well, the no, evidence hate from crime what happened. We, from what we know. From what we know, exactly. The police might have more evidence. Jussie might have more evidence. I don't think he does. But Well, see, <laughs> I think the prosecutors... I think they drop the case because they don't think there's enough evidence to right. convict. So TMZ said that their sources told told them that Kim Fox felt like all Jesse would get if he was convicted was community service. And since mm-hmm. he's already done what they think, what they call community service, that there was no point. But that, just, that doesn't make sense to me. Two days for 16 felony counts. Like, I'm not good at math, but... I know. I'm pretty sure that if I, like, stole a box of crackers from the grocery store, I'm getting more than a couple days of community service. Yeah, like, Jesse Smollett is famous, but he's not that famous. No, I would argue that his sister Journey is more famous because she was on Full House. Okay, that, that that's a that's a good point. So I'll go with you there. So yes. either they didn't have much of a case or Cookie Lion got to them. Yeah. Either or. Yeah. Either or. But so didn't I say, since we're going back to whether or not he did it because I went from like 100% believing him yes. to I'm not sure if I believe him to I'm sick of hearing about this shit to now I don't know what to believe right. at all. But I said on a, this podcast when we were talking about it that part of me thinks that this was a takedown um, against Jesse orchestrated by a certain baby wipes lover. Right. Didn't I say that? So I, I say did. follow the trail, and the trail's probably made up of used baby wipes. Mm-hmm. No, but no, seriously, he didn't. He didn't have anything to do. I don't want him to sue me for my last baby wipe. <laughs> but you know, like recently, I'm going to go off topic, sort of. I started like buying baby, baby wipes, wipes at Target, and I keep like one pack in my car and one pack in, in a bag because for some reason I got afraid. Like, what if I need to wipe and I have nothing to wipe with? Oh my God. First of all, Michael, the earth is dying. Okay. Mother earth is dying. Do not be buying baby wipes. Okay. But baby wipes are like bottled water. Don't they be buying are? them. But what if I need to wipe? What do I use? Toilet paper, Michael. Use toilet no, paper. No, let's <laughs> say like I'm in 
stranded somewhere. Like okay. we did a story, like we covered that story last week about the guy who was stuck in the in the SUV in the snow. I mean, fair well, enough. Oh yeah, well I could wipe with the snow. You could. You just scoot your bum along it. But are you? Here's my question though: Are you flushing them? or Are you throwing them in the garbage? What I'm not. Well, I don't I haven't even really used them. Okay, this well, is for in emergencies. But okay, so if I use them in emergencies, what should I do? Don't okay. Do not flush them. Everybody right now should go and look up baby wipe rat king on the internet because what happens is baby wipes they say they're. Wait, but point is they collect in the sewer systems and it makes mother nature cry. It looks like um the garbage heap from Fraggle Rock. So yeah, you're like supposed to put them in the trash. Okay, so there's I don't know how do we get to this? Oh, we got to this because I was talking about baby wipes. So yeah. yeah. So don't so what's the moral of the story? If you if you need to wipe your booty with some baby wipes, put them in the trash. And we don't know if Jesse did it or not. Exactly. <laughs> And speaking so for of, now, yeah. I'm just going to stay confused. I'm going to f- throw away my baby wipes in the trash and stay confused about this Jesse Smollett saga. So things I'm, I was like trying to make a connection between like baby wipes and like, you know, toilet paper and toilets and stuff. Basically, here's well, a real, here's, here's a real trash. trashy, sh- shitty story. Basically shit. Yeah. yeah. So um, as you might know, there's a new book out all about The View, which I can't wait to read. It's called Ladies Who Punch. I mean, the title's stupid, but Ladies Who Punch, the explosive inside story of The View. It's all about like the beginning of The View and like all the drama that shows full of drama. So one part that's kind of going around on the internet right now is about Rosie O'Donnell and Elizabeth Hasselbeck. So it's in a chapter called My Mouth is a Weapon. And it's all about in uh, 27, sorry, 2007, going way back in May. Uh, Rosie and Elizabeth got into a fight about the Iraq war during Hot Topics. I told you I support the truth. I have truth. done the same for you. I asked you if you believed what the Republican pundits were saying. Say yes. You said nothing, and that's cowardly. No, no, no. No, no, no. Nothing, that is not, Do not. Do not call me a coward, because number one, I sit here every single day, so open my heart, and tell people exactly what I believe. So do I, Elizabeth. Do not call me a coward, Rosie. It was I do not yesterday. hide. It was not cowardly. It was, it was honest. Uh, you, what is cowardly? Is there Asking no commercial? In the show? Asking, asking, I'll tell you what's cowardly. Me? What? No, what are we on no, PBS? no. Asking a rhetorical question that you never answer yourself. Who that is cowardly. Who is directing the show? Let's Thank go to commercial. Let's go to commercial. I need a drink of water. Let's Man, go to commercial. So the point is, Rosie and Elizabeth get into it, and then from there on out, they obviously hate each other. They hate each other more than Joy and Meghan McCain hate each other. And well, Rosie never came back. Yeah, Rosie didn't come back. And then Elizabeth got allegedly, like, she, she was like fired. She, she got let fired. go. Yeah, yeah, her and Joy, yeah, her and Joy were fired at the same time. Exactly. So it was, it was bad. Anyways, um, so, uh, Raman spoke to Rosie about that fight and kind of like what started it. And basically, Rosie says she didn't hate Elizabeth before it and that she loved her. And But she said that they had kind of a relationship where she considered herself a, a senior and Elizabeth was a freshman and she wanted to like guide her through like debating at the table mm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Joy Behar like implied that Rosie had a crush on Elizabeth. So Rosie said, I think there were underlying lesbian undertones on both parts. I think this is something that will hurt her if you write it. But it was written. So anyway, she was the MVP of a Division I softball team for two years that won the finals. There are not many in my life girls with such athletic talent on sports teams that are traditionally male that aren't at least a little bit gay. 
So Rosie uh-huh. kind of implies that Elizabeth might be uh, gay, but... So a wrote, little gay, she said. A which little, a little I was gay. very offended by that because it made me picture Elizabeth Hasselbeck in a reboot of Little Gay from The Soup. Do you know this? <laughs> the I Soup remember. used to do this like skit with Little Gay, and now I'm picturing with Elizabeth Hasselbeck, and that just ruined everything. So fuck well, you, Rosie, for that. Yeah, I don't want Joel, Joel McHale to reboot it with that. So Rosie kind of clarified that she didn't like so she said she had a crush on elizabeth but she didn't have a crush on her like that she says there's a little bit of a crush but it wasn't the kind where she wanted to kiss her it was like the kind where she wanted to support and raise yeah. and elevate her her words so again she uses another sport like analogy. take her under her wing exactly yeah so um rosie says that she like afterwards she felt betrayed that elizabeth wouldn't defend her from conservative critics because obviously tons of people were coming for rosie so, and she said it felt kind of like, um, like her words were kind of like, it was sort of like a breakup or like kind of like a divorce. She sort of likened it to that where afterwards they just like didn't talk and whatever. So Elizabeth was asked about it during t- Tuesday's episode of Fox and Friends. And she said that after she heard about Rosie's crush on her, she prayed for the grace of God to help of her course. deal with it. Yeah. And, but she says like, she's over it. So she said, I forgive her. I totally forgive you, Rosie. I really hope that we can be at peace and that we can both hold our beliefs in one hand and hold each other's hand in the other and still have a relationship. But not in a peace. lesbian way. Exactly. She's like, we're both wearing gloves while we're holding each other's hands. So Rosie tweeted back to her um, saying, Hey, EH, my crush on you was not sexual. Sorry, you got scared. Cause Elizabeth was like, Oh, I was, like, I was scared about... Oh, know. yeah. She said she was offended. She said she was disgusted. Yeah. She, she said that, you know, she basically... she When she was on The View as well, and yes. she said it was workplace harassment. Yeah, she said... It yeah, left she said her it, disturbed. Yeah, she said if it... if it Instead of being Rosie they were talking about, if it was somebody named Ronald, she's like, this would be like, you know, a call to HR and stuff like that. Rosie also said... So she, Rosie kind of clarified, too, that it, like... Elizabeth's kind of making a big deal about about it. She said, "Surely she t- again. This is a tweet from Rosie. Surely you recall before it all went wrong. I never objectified you. I did find you fantastic. Broadway shows, my pool. We were friends once. God love you, kid. I always did. Ooh, what happened in that pool? I mean, no. nothing, obviously. <laughs> but it's like Elizabeth." You know, when she was on The View, so she was on The View and she was talking about it. And when they asked her about, you know, Rosie having a crush on her, like the face she made. Oh, it was so grossed out. Yeah, it's like the face that I make whenever she opens her mouth. It was like grossed out. And basically she said a lot of words. But what she meant to say is like, ew, lesbians are gross. Like that's what she meant. Yeah, she definitely was like in in her brain the whole time. She was like... She's like, how do I say no homo without actually saying the words no homo? She was like, so it was just like so awful and awkward. And you're like, oh, Elizabeth, please stop. Well, and Joy was like, you know, well, it's just a crush. And that's yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's not like Rosie said she wanted, you know, to eat Hasselcrack's cooch. Yeah. But you know, but you know, Rosie can eat some good cooch. Oh. <laughs> Michael. Let's the, be pers- real. the person that I felt bad for, though, in this situation is God. Like, God doesn't need to get dragged into this. Also, you know that God, the second Elizabeth started praying, he was probably like, please stop. If I'm going to be dragged into someone's lesbian fantasy about people from The View, I'd prefer it be Whoopi and Joy. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like she really did, on The View and Fox and Friends, say God at least 
500 times. I, I believe that above all, like I've been given a lot of grace by God and I mess a lot of things up and I certainly will continue to do so. And so I, I feel like I have the grace of forgiveness um, and that I forgive Rosie. I absolutely forgive her because I was disturbed by what she said and I was offended by it. Um, she has my forgiveness full heart and I really pray that she can just have the peace that she deserves. I re- That's my ultimate prayer and there may be some... Um, truth tackling to be done in it, but it's not without the grace that I hope that she's okay. And I hope that she's at peace and I hope she and I can get to a place of peace at some point, but more I want it for her than anything else. So that's all I have about that. Um, so (laughs) here's some more people that stepped in it this week. Oh, that's such a corny way of segueing, but whatever. Um, so everybody has an opinion about leaving Neverland. Also, I know that the last time we talked about leaving Neverland, I said finding Neverland. You did? Yeah, I definitely called it finding Neverland over and over again. And um, I so, didn't even catch that. Totally different, totally different thing. One's about Peter Pan, a weird boy who doesn't want to grow up. And one's about Michael Jackson, a weird boy who doesn't want to grow up. So anyway, leaving Neverland, people still have opinions on it. Barbara Streisand remember her from the dog cloning um she was interviewed by the times last week and she gave a really fucked up comment about leaving neverland yeah um so really quickly she says like because you know she kind of got into it um she sort of so michael jackson's accusers james safechuck and wade robson she said like you know michael jackson's needs were his needs and it possibly stemmed from his DNA and James and Wade were thrilled to be at Neverland, whether or not they were molested. So, you know, she goes, Oh, and they're both married and they have kids. So how bad did they have it? That kind of. Yeah. She's like, it didn't kill them. Yeah. I'm paraphrasing, but yeah, that's exactly it. She kind of shrugs and is like, well, they're fine now. Anyway. So, um, it it was the worst take ever. It was, it was was like rotten butter. (laughs) Yeah. Rancid Rancid butter. butter. And she placed the blame on the parents. Look, she kind of, she blamed the parents for sending them into Michael's den of Jesus juice. And yeah, so it was it was bad. And speaking of bad, here's my bad joke. Everybody on the internet was like, Barbara, can you hear me? Please shut up about it. <laughs> Anyways, so Barbara heard everyone getting mad. And a few days later on March 23rd, Barbara released a statement to the press and one on Instagram. She like doubled down on her apology. Um, and she walked back her previous statements <laughs> very, very very hard. Her press statement said, to be crystal clear, there's no situation or circumstance where it is okay for the innocence of children to be taken advantage of by anyone. The stories these two young men shared were painful to hear, and I feel nothing but sympathy for them. The single most important role of being a parent is to protect their children. It's clear that the parents of the two young men were also victimized and seduced by fame and fantasy. And then her Instagram- It's like, how many publicists did it take to write that? Oh, yeah, exactly. She, yeah, she, I mean, it's very clear that she'd rather be photographed from her right side than be in, associated with the Team Michael movement. Um, and her Instagram comment was really similar. Basically, she said that she was profoundly sorry for any pain or misunderstanding she caused by not choosing her words more carefully. So again, very, very PR, PR swooped in hard. Yeah, but so while I was doing research for yes. this, I found a quote from a Billboard article from 2017 okay. where Barbara said she spent New Year's Eve with Woody Allen. Oh, God. And she said, I love him. She said, like, I spent New Year's Eve with Woody Allen and I love him. So, like, I mean, Barbara needs to stop before she gets honored by Nambla. 
Oh, free. <laughs> for her love of pedos. I mean, yeah. she needs to. I mean, that that right there is proof that she definitely did not write that apology. <laughs> yeah. And I don't I don't even think that like she watched Leaving Neverland. Yeah. Like when I read her take on that, I was like she but I doubt she watches anything. She just like plays, you know, with her clone dogs and her basement mall. The only thing I think she watches is like a mirror. Yeah, Ooh. while playing well, with her clone Well, the mirror has two dogs. faces. Yeah, and both are Barbara's. Yes. Well, and her clone. No, one is Barbara, one is her clone dog. Yeah. Sammy. Sammy 2 or whatever it's Sammy called. Sammy 2. But that's the thing. Like, whenever they ask, she sh- I mean, she should just say no comment. Let's talk about my clone dogs because that's what I would rather hear about. Yeah, I mean, why is anyone interviewing Barbara Streisand for any other reason than the dogs? And They're really mom. bearing the lead. Yeah. So Diana Ross had something to say, and we all know that Diana Ross loved Michael, and Michael loved Diana and Ross. vice versa, yeah. Exactly. So she will have to get a little bit more creative when she eventually issues an apology because there's no misunderstanding with her words. Well, or, wrote, she might, or she might not, because she might not just give a shit. It's true. She, she's, she tweeted, she's not even going to delete it. It's going to stay yeah. up forever. So she tweeted and she said, um, this is... This is what's on my heart this morning. I believe and trust that Michael Jackson was and is a magnificent, incredible force to me and many others. And then in all capitals, she says, stop in the name of love. Stop, Diana, stop. Where was she when Michael was alive so she could say stop in the name of the police yeah. or him molesting boys or allegedly molesting boys? Yeah. Stop, or stop in the gates the, to Neverland. Yeah. Stop in the name of Prince Hansen or yeah. something. As long as we have divas chiming in, though, I don't know who the next diva is going to be. I hope it's not Celine Dion, because I have a terrible feeling that whatever she says is going to get butchered by her French Canadian accent. And also, I mean, the fact that she married Renee at like 12, 12. I want to say 12. Yeah. Well, she knew him when she was like eight or something like that. Like that's when they first met. Yeah. So yeah, that's. yeah. Yikes. That's a yikes. Yeah. So. Let's end with chickenpox parties. Yay. Because why not? So there was a story about how the governor of Kentucky, Matt Bevins, made his nine kids get chicken chickenpox. Like he forced them to get, well, didn't force them, but he made them get chickenpox yeah. on purpose. So he, he found them. out that a neighbor kid had chickenpox. And so he made his kids hang out with that kid so they'd get chickenpox, which they did. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine the hell of being in a house with like nine kids with chickenpox? Oh, like it- itchy, scratchy little kids. And they're like, like he's crazy. Barf. So he said they were miserable for a few days, but are okay now. So that brought up the existence of chicken pox, chicken pox parties. So yes. parents who don't want to give their kids the chicken pox vaccine take them to a party where at least one kid has chicken pox. So yeah. all the kids who don't have chicken pox play with that kid and they get the virus. So Yeah, and I think that we, like, I just want to stress, because I literally learned about this yesterday when I was at the doctor, but kids don't get chicken pox anymore. Like, they, they can, but they really don't. Like, so most kids get the vaccine. And it's not like it was when we were kids. Like, when we were kids, I think literally every kid in my class had it. Well, there wasn't the vaccine yet. Yeah. But it, but what I'm trying to say, though, is, like, every kid you knew had chickenpox. But now it's so rare that... Yeah, you can still get it, but yeah. it's... It's more likely, though, that, like, protection. no one's going to have it. Yeah. Okay, but I just Jenny McCarthy no with your facts. I know. <laughs> We're going to get emails like, actually, Allison. Actually. But yeah, so point is, like, it's just not something 
really that happens as much anymore. But I, I didn't know about chickenpox parties, though. Yeah, so apparently chickenpox parties are not a new thing. So before the chickenpox vaccine came out in the mid-90s, parents would throw chickenpox parties so right. their, their kids could get it. And so they won't get it later in life when it can be more dangerous. Right. So, But one pediatrician told Business Insider that giving your kid chickenpox on purpose is not a good idea because some kids will just get a few chickenpox, but some will die. Yeah. <laughs> and you just don't know, so we vaccinate everyone. So she said it is incorrect that getting the natural disease is going to make your immunity stronger, so you don't need a vaccine, which is a much safer option. People yeah. don't realize that the reason we made vaccines is because they can't kill kids i just i hate like the people that are like oh throw a chicken pox party the kids are gonna get like a couple chicken pox and it's like maybe but like when i had chicken pox as a kid i was one of those kids who had it so bad like i couldn't blink how long did you have it for two weeks you had on your eyes i yeah it's like i had it michael i had them everywhere it was horrible. It's like every night I would just, and I was old enough too to know what was going on. So I was like trying to be really strong, but I would just go to bed crying every night. I hated it. It was terrible. But yeah, like chicken, like chicken pox and party are two words that just should not go together. No. Like you, I had never heard of chicken pox parties until last week, but now I'm sad knowing that they were around in my time because I mean, like I couldn't even get invited to a chicken pox party when I was a kid. <laughs> Like, uh, yeah. But, so, but the thing is, when you get chicken pox, you also get, you can get chicken pox as baby shingles. Yeah. So I'm familiar with that. Yeah. You have it right now. I have it right now. It and I had sucks. it. Yeah. I got it like a year or two ago from yeah. stress. Did you get yeah. it from stress? Yeah. My, uh, my doctor was like, well, she goes, it's either from like stress or not sleeping. And I'm like, well, my baby kind Both. of sleeps really well. So oh. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's probably from stress. But mine is mine. Like I got mine on my side, and when my doctor looked at it, he called it by its fancy name, which, which was is herpes zoster. What? Yeah, that sounds like, like a lawyer. Well, it's like my favorite of uh, Sean and Sossman's kids' names. Yeah. <laughs> what are the other kids' names? Audio Science is that Audio Science? Is that her kid? No, Audio Science is uh, Jason Lee. No, maybe it's sure? Shannon Sossman. No, his is Pilot Inspector. Right. I can't keep it straight. But anyways, but then it's like when you said like herpes, I thought I like shrug like, okay, that makes sense. And then when he said <laughs> shingles, I was like, what What the fuck am I, 80? Well, it sounds really, also shingles to me sounds kind of butch, like you're up on a roof fixing someone's shingles. And you got scratched by the shingle. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I've worked so hard today. Look at me with my shingles. But like all the, oh God, that makes me itch. I know it's, yeah, it's I feel me- like I'm going to barf. <laughs> I know. Or, or I've got gonorrhea again. This is the part where we go over five very important stories, starting with Mel B, a.k.a. Sperry, Scary Spice. So <laughs> she did an interview with Piers Morgan, which Barf. love your love yourself. Yeah. And she said in so many words that she and Jerry Hollowell, a.k.a. Ginger Spice, hooked up. Oh, my God. Remember when Ginger Spice was originally Sexy Spice? Yes, I remember that. Yeah, and they had and to change it. Tone it down kids. for the kids. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So Scary said that they had, she and Sexy Spice had a little thing one night. She basically that they hooked 
that they fucked. Yeah. So she later clarified saying, it was just one of those things that happened one night and I didn't go into detail about it at all. I just said it was a little thing and we giggled about it the next day and that's that. She said that she and Ginger have talked about it and it's no big deal. Oh my gosh. Well, now we officially know what Zig Zig Ha is. What, the sound of two coochies bumping? Sure. <laughs> or at the very least, we know that it doesn't involve dick. All I want to know is if they were a little bit wiser, baby. And put it on, put it on. You know, I was like 25 years old when I real when I found out that was about condoms. I thought it was about a dress. What? <laughs> I swear. But the song is to become one. Did you think know. it was like two people in a change room trying on clothes? No, I just thought it was, she was like putting on a sexy dress. I didn't know. I look, look. Like I said, I have half a brain cell, so <laughs> that's obvious. But now I want to hear about how Jordan and I hooked up with Donnie on the night he was taken to the hospital to get his stomach pumped of jizz. <laughs> oh, God. That, I need that story and my everything's complete. So Julianne Moore was fired by the first director of Can You Ever Forgive Me? Yes. She said on Watch What Happens Live that she was fired for creative differences. So mm-hmm. Melissa McCarthy later got the role of Lee Israel, who is a real person. Mm-hmm. So Richard E. Grant, who starred with Melissa in that movie, was at an advertising event in Europe, of course, <laughs> and said that Julianne was fired because she wanted to wear a fat suit and a prosthetic nose. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> a fat suit never works. You I know. Always... So my, my question yeah. to you, Allison, is can you ever forgive Julianne more? <laughs> can I ever forgive the director for not allowing her to wear a fat suit in that movie? And a fake nose. Oh, my God. Michael, fat suits... First of all, not only are they always, like, very insulting looking, but you always look like Norbit. Like, you don't... Excuse me. Norbit was the guy. Yeah. Rasputia was the fat suit. But, like, it always looks like you've stuffed a pillow down the front and you're wearing a Uh rubber plastic mask. It never looks good. No. And all I think is, like, when Tyra would play fat on her show because she wanted to see what it was like. Oh, my God. Yeah. like it never never works but the the fake nose does work because it worked for nicole kinman she got an oscar it's in true hours yeah, yeah. Ha, who else has won an oscar for the fake nose that's a podcast that somebody should start oh my god we're, fake nose big awards that'll be our spinoff yeah <laughs> so paulie d from jersey shore was papped on the beach in cancun with his glistening cum gutters out cum gutters are six packs if you don't know so one source tells the blast that poly d got his hard abs from something called ab etching so ab etching it's basically lipo yeah like they suck the suck out the fat that's in front and around your ab muscles so they pop out more so the Mm -hmm. g in gtl now stands for go to the plastic surgeon basically (laughs) i'm not shocked that he would get plastic surgery but i'm i'm shocked i mean they all do of course. I'm just more shocked that he got the fat um, transferred around in his stomach and not... Oh, I'm wait- I'm ready for this. <laughs> not under his scalp to keep his hair a permanent oh, four inches high. I thought you were... No, I'm making a hair joke. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going G-rated with this one. <laughs> for the kids, like sexy yeah. spice. Like you're going yeah. from sexy to ginger. Yeah. But like the thing is, so the thing is you, you need... A, you need six pack abs for it to work like yeah. naturally like if i got it done like the only thing that would pop out is like a print of the ding dong i ate the night before because they do because i eat them whole is what i'm mm. saying i just swallow them i could go for so, a six pack of ding dongs 
That's a dick joke. That, <laughs> that is. So Keanu Reeves was on a flight from San Francisco to Los Angeles, and the plane had to make an emergency landing in Bakersfield, California. So there's videos at the airport of Keanu wearing some ugly dad shoes, by the way, like they're hideous, mm -hmm. being like a spokesperson for the airline and telling passengers what was going to happen and how a shuttle would take them all to their destinations. So and then when they were in the shuttle, there's a video of this too, Keanu entertain them with facts about Bakersfield, like mm -hmm. how it's the ninth biggest city in California or yeah. whatever he said. I probably got that wrong, but whatever. He gave facts, which yeah. I probably am not. <laughs> I mean, Keanu has always promised us an excellent adventure, Michael. United, <laughs> on the other hand, provided yet another bogus journey. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show myself out. <laughs> but like, honestly, that shuttle video, did you watch it? I watched a little bit of it, yeah. Yeah, it's more riveting and thrilling than the sequel to Speed. Yeah. It really is. And then, so if you watch the video, my favorite, 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 favorite part of the video is at the end when Keanu leaves the shuttle and he walks into a Carl's Jr. by himself. Mm-hmm. It's like perfect. It's, yeah. It gave me tears because Keanu is a... You know, he loves Carl's Jr. and he loves to tell facts about Bakersfield on a shuttle. And I love Keanu and I just pray to God that no disturbing shit comes out about him. Like, oh, we're, oh. we're losing all our favorites. So and now for some paranormal activity shit. So a couple from Detroit is moving after they say a ghost scratched their baby daughter's face. So mm -hmm. they share nanny cam video with the son of their baby getting up out of the crib and standing. And then you see some kind of smoke coming into the room. Yeah. So the mom, she was watching this as it was happen happening on the nanny cam. And she ran upstairs because she thought a man was in her daughter's room. Mm -hmm. So she found three purple scratches on her daughter's cheek. The mom um, says she's also heard noises in the house before and believes the ghost choked her one time. And they hired paranormal, paranormal, why can't I say that word, investigators, but weren't getting any clear answers. So until they're able to move, they're all sleeping in one room. Okay, honestly... Here's how I know that this story is fake, okay? Because if it wasn't fake... What, you're saying they're lying? Yeah, I'm calling them a liar. Because... If they actually were taking this seriously, they would have called the Ghostbusters, and they didn't, okay? So, and also the fact that there's just too many details. This is definitely, we're going to find out later that this is guerrilla marketing for some horror movie. Because for the reboot, for yeah, the reboot of Paranormal Activity. Which yeah, because the only thing missing is like, a, yeah, it's like, there's like a, it's just missing like a cemetery underneath their basement. Well, it's probably not a ghost, like you said, but I would still move I would burn down the house, oh, yeah. pour holy water all over the site, and I'd do it while in drag as Tangina from Poltergeist until mm. that house was clean. It's the only way. This house is clean. This segment is a little segment we're calling Delisted Court because we're great at naming segments. So Allison and I are going to put on our black gowns and lace bibs. Is that what those are? Those little lace bib things? Yeah, it's like a lobster bib. I'm also getting my magic tricks out because my favorite judge is uh, Harry from Night Court. Oh, okay. <laughs> it took me a minute. I was like, where is she going with this? Yeah, it's a Harry Allison. Anderson joke. 
So we're going to become Judge Allison and Judge Michael. So yes. we're going to discuss a topic and then rule if it's right or wrong. Yes. Judge Judy who? Yeah. Basically. So this week we're going to talk about eating food at the grocery store before buying it. Mm -hmm. So The Real had this topic on their show and co-hosts each talked about whether or not they do it. Some do, some don't. And yep. apparently sampling the grapes before paying is 100% shoplifting. Yeah, like we're not talking about Costco samples. We're talking about going into the grocery store, picking something off the shelf and eating it before you get to the register. Yeah, so like... An example, in a real life, a real mm -hmm. example. So my abuelita would not only, she wouldn't only sample the grapes, like she would do that, but then she'd go to the candy bin and she'd take the damn candy. Like she'd take the caramel squares, the peppermints, and she'd eat them as we shop. Like, and so my abuelita is in the big chunklet in the sky. So that's why I'm calling her out because mm -hmm. if not, like the feds would probably knock on her door and, you know, D disrupt her novellas and arrest her you don't want to but talk I, to her through 12 inches of glass no i don't she'll find a way to slap me through yeah. those 12 inches of glass so but i can say that now that she's gone so she she would never let us do it though like she once took like a butterscotch candy or whatever and i went to take one too because i saw her doing it and she slapped my hand <laughs> so she was either trying to protect me or didn't want to eat candy or whatever or you haven't earned that she's earned it she lived life yeah, she's earned that free candy, but yeah. she was, so she was a candy criminal. So that's one example. And then my cousin, I think she still does this. I haven't been grocery shopping with her in a while, but she goes straight to like the chips aisle. Okay. And then she gets a bag and then she eats it while shopping, but she pays for it at the end. Like she tells the cashier, oh, like, oh yeah, I ate this. Can you add this? You know, can you ring this up too? Who are these chip people? You never heard of that? No, I've never. I know, I've seen heard that it. often too. Freaking Jenny Mai on the reel said that she did. She like does that too with like she said she does it with pirate's booty, and like I'm a major like when I say I'm a germaphobe, I don't mean like I'm a germaphobe. I like don't like germs. I mean like I'm really terrified of germs. Like not Howie Mandel, but I'm close. And the thought of touching things on the outside and then eating food in a grocery store, like putting my hands in my mouth, I I like I can't. I cannot think of doing that. I I wouldn't be in my sound mind if I had done that. Well, how's it different than at a restaurant? You get to go wash your hands first. Well, what if she like? What if she purels her hands? Mm, no, I, that doesn't count to me because purel only gets rid of like the like germs, but it doesn't get rid of the here's Doctor Allison again. Yeah, I'm like okay, so here's what purel does. <laughs> no, but it, like it doesn't it doesn't get rid of like let's say you had like. Let's see a dog poo on your hand. It might get rid of the germs from the dog poo, but it's not going to remove the actual poo and you're putting it in your mouth. Okay, if you wash dog poo off your hands with Purell, you have bigger problems than Oh, for sure. Chips. For sure. Yeah, e eating chips in the grocery store That's is very low on your priority list see like i never ate grapes like that because i'm with you like that's gross to me like picking yeah. the grapes like i saw i was at the grocery store and i saw a woman i like i saw it recently not too yeah. long ago like she was snacking on the grapes and like i'm like why would you do that like there's okay like you said there's germs but there's also i think of like because you know i read a lot of weird yeah. stories and there's like freaks out there who would probably covertly rub their dick on the fucking grapes and then stand back and watch to see who eats them and, like, get off on that. Oh, Michael, at the very least, animals are peeing on the grapes. 
Oh, yeah. They're like, peeing on the grapes, and they're peeing on the grapes, and pervs are rubbing their dicks on them. And this is at Walmart, probably on an hourly basis. And you know what? I bet that there it probably happens at fancy places, too, like Gelson's, because freaks will get off. It doesn't matter where they are. They want to watch people touch and eat those grapes that they just rub their junk dicks. on. Yeah, so don't eat the grapes, the the dick dust grapes. Yeah, but yeah. also, too, I don't... So here's the thing. I, I understand... People wanting to eat while they grocery shop, like I do, because when you're when you're grocery shopping and you're hungry, you buy stupid stuff. Oh yeah, like, I always smart. buy pizza pops, and it's like I know those are super unhealthy for me. But every yeah, time you I buy everything, I buy everything. I bought so many pop tarts grocery shopping, like it's bad. But people have ruined it though, because have you ever been grocery shopping and you walk through an aisle and all of a sudden you see like a half-eaten sandwich in like the diaper aisle or like a crumpled bag of chips with the batteries? I like that's no. what I don't like is that people will I've seen in my grocery store people will eat and they shove the evidence in an aisle like between like two boxes of spaghetti they like half eat it yeah they like sample you know what, it I've, and then yeah I've seen that with cookies I think yeah I don't like that be honest if you're gonna eat in the grocery store you have to pay for it well they're committing a crime and if the next time you see that please citizens arrest them I will I want to yeah. tackle them to the ground I'll eat the rest of whatever they haven't eaten because and then charge Lord them knows I'm hungry. Yeah, yeah exactly. they can pay for it. Yeah. So let's rule on this. So it's obvious that we both think this is 100% wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So there's our ruling. It's well, it's wrong unless you're my abuelita, and then it's okay. I think old can people do, can old people she can, can do whatever she wants. So that ends this episode. If you want to give your thoughts on sampling food at grocery stores or you just have a tip or question email us at dtp at delisted.com dtp at delisted.com mm-hmm. and don't eat dick dust grapes at the store don't do it that's our that's our um, tip for the day so till next time goodbye bye <laughs>